Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Welcome back to the Train Happy Podcast with me, Tally Rye. This is the podcast that helps you have a feel-good relationship with fitness, food, and body image. And this week, I'm chatting to Chris Hall. You might know Chris as a cat, a backing singer, a millennial trying out any type of wellness thing they can. But Chris is also a comedian um, and has had a really interesting background in fitness um, and performing and we really get into how that impacted his relationship with food and body image and exercise. Now a bit of a trigger warning for this episode, Um, we do talk about some disordered behaviours around food and exercise uh, and body image so they're just a kind of heads up for that one. If you're not in the headspace to hear it, maybe this isn't the episode for you. But before we get into that, of course, it is time for Train Happy Trooper of the Week. This week's Train Happy Moment comes from Chris in London, and not the same Chris that this episode is of. A different Chris. Hi, Tally. Chris here. My Train Happy Moment happened just this weekend. I live in London, and I'm training for a 100-mile walk which means I have to get some serious steps in. However, I've been getting pretty tired of all the concrete I find myself surrounded by for hours on end during my long walks in the city. So I decided to take the train out of London to see some greenery. This was by far the best decision I've made in a long time. We only went about an hour out of the city and my training arena was transformed. Cars were turned into canal boats, shops were turned into countryside pubs, and the sounds of plane engines were just turned into songs of birds. I didn't even notice how sore my toes were, or sweaty I was. It's just that at some point along the way during training, I'd forgotten that walking isn't supposed to feel like a chore, and that I'd entered the race to walk for the joy of it. And this moment helped me remember that. Chris, firstly, good luck on your charity walk. Um, All the best for that. And secondly, I love that changing scenery has made such a difference to how you experienced walking. I agree as someone who's recently moved out of London. I know it's a bit of a privilege, but being surrounded by green spaces, I think is so good for your mind, for your body. Um, It's so nice to have things to look at this time of year as well. Nature is beautiful. So I think this is a really lovely encouragement for everyone to if you can get outside to do things and explore maybe you want to go walking chat with a friend do something then you can really enjoy it and it can be really lovely so yeah I think this is a lovely time of year to get outside so Chris thank you so much for sharing that with us Now, if you would like to share your train happy moment with us, we would love, love, love to hear from you. So please get in touch via our WhatsApp. You can find us on 075-999-27537. Send us a voice note like Chris did. Send us a message. We would love to hear from you. Okay, enough from me. Let's get into this really fun conversation with Chris Hall. 
Chris, welcome to the podcast. Hello, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. I feel like you're going to bring some good energy today, so no pressure. Oh, I hope, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, I'll do my best. I hope so. This has been a long time coming. I got to be a guest on your podcast like a yeah. couple of years ago now. Yeah, 2021. Wow. And so I've wanted to have you on because I think people are going to know you from... Being a backing singer, being a cat, <laughs> being a millennial. Some serious, serious roles. Serious yeah, roles, serious those thespian roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, you have this whole background in fitness. You went to drama school. I mean, there's, yeah. you've lived nine lives already. <laughs> yeah, ex- well, quite. And hope uh, very that wasn't a cat pun. <laughs> very cat-like. <laughs> wasn't um, a cat pun, but, but no, yeah. yeah, definitely. It's been a bit a shift to like comedy and content and everything recently, but that's. Um, a very recent kind of development. Yeah, I was all, I've been a dancer since I was, um, I think I went to my first dance class, was about seven and then was dancing and then was teaching fitness um, very similar to yourself for the last 10 years or so in London. So, um, wow. So like talk us through it. So the progression, because I know that things changed for you during COVID essentially. Like yes. it was TikTok and lockdown and you just started making videos and it's taken off yes. massively. Um, but there is like this whole other side and I'm right in saying you studied musical theatre as yes. well. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was that experience like for you? Um, I remember musical theatre college. So I, I remember like dancing being such um, a place where I just felt so alive, like from mm. being so small. It was such like a, a place where I felt my most comfortable Made the decision maybe when I was about 14. I remember coming home um, from a show. I can't remember which one, but I remember coming home and um, saying to my dad, like, oh, I want to be a dancer. And he was like, okay. Not sure, like, I have no <laughs> idea what to do with that. Because just, um, I feel my parents were like, like school exams, uni, job that it doesn't involve dancing on a stage. They just had no idea what to like do with it. Um, and then I enjoy, I loved musical theatre college. Um, looking back, I'm not quite sure like <laughs> what we did apart <laughs> from just run around in these studios pretending to be Lady Gaga's backup dancers. We just had, I remember it being so much fun and that side of it. And um, and my friends from college are still some of my best friends today. So like I, I have a real nice little memory or little like connection to that part of my life um i'm waiting for a but but (laughs) (laughs) i'm just sensing there's like a (laughs) but (laughs) But it obviously comes with um that career and that um life comes with a huge amount of rejection and yeah it's, it's definite its own uh bout of negativity and struggles that you know you have to go through and um yeah, I think the the time after college, there was such high highs because some of the highs are, you know, performing in a show or in a dream show with people around you and whatever, and it's the best, but it does come with very low lows sometimes um, that I guess the teenage version of me would never have even thought. Um, two sides of a coin pursuing that career, I would say. It so is. Because when you're a teenager, you go see shows and you're like, well... Look, there's performers on a stage. I want that job. I'll do it. And you don't see all the thousands of people not working. So yeah. you're like, you think that there's so much work and that it's pretty straightforward to get into 
one of the toughest industries um, to be successful in and to get regular work in. Definitely. And I personally, I went to drama school. I didn't end up going into that professionally. I kind of found fitness first. And in some ways I'm really glad because I don't know if I could have coped with the with more rejection <laughs> there was plenty of rejection at drama school yeah but with more rejection and more of the instability even though my job is fairly unstable now it feels mm. way more stable in some degree like i have more autonomy over you're way more in work. control mm. which i think is something that i've um really adored like in the last two and a half years or so really taking the driving seat mm. of what content I put out, what I create, you know, it's my decision what the cat says and it's my decision what the backing singers sing to. Mm-hmm. I mean, Elizabeth does put in some, um, some She's your sister, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, my little sister. I've only worked that out today. I was just like, oh, some cute friend. I didn't realise it's your little sister. Yeah, it's my little sister. People think we de- we're dating, which like, like, <laughs> like I feel like- you followed your page. I, I'm, I'm always like, people are like, oh my God, like, are they dating? And I just like, I want to comment like, no, <laughs> just like a come on, but also just let people have their own um, yeah. their own thoughts about that. But no, she's my little sister. Oh, did she go down a performing arts route? Um, she's a, a singer and a songwriter. She plays guitar. Um, she's kind of refinding her love of that. She thought she wanted to do that, but didn't really align. Um, so she kind of stopped and like didn't really play her guitar for quite a long time. And then, um, if you Follow the link to her TikTok. She's like started just, just sort of like sprinkling us with okay. uh, listen, a little cover or like a little, she's like, I might film like a video today of me singing. And I'm like, please go do that. Um, but also no pressure. Um, but yeah, she's, she's figuring it out, which, um, which is nice. Good yeah, to see. that is so cute. And it must be really nice to see you just, like you say, taking o- ownership over what you're doing and really thriving. And I mean, so much of that comes through your 20s, through growing up i mean going back to drama school like mm-hmm. it is a very like make or break experience and yeah. i don't know if you if it was the same for your college i think my college i think they were lovely in some ways i think in other ways the industry itself like any college they kind of break you down to build you up yeah but somewhere if you get stuck in the middle of the kind of breakdown you just broken down you it's tough yeah um, and people with different personalities thrive differently, don't they? You know, they they cope with it differently. Um, and I know for me at drama school, like part of my way of coping it was like, I'm gonna eat a certain way. I'm gonna work out every day on top of everything else. And mm-hmm. there's, you know, I can, for me, it was like, there's all these uncontrollables, like whether I'm gonna get a job, like whether I'm gonna get even a compliment today, or if I'm going to, <laughs> right, if I'm gonna even- <laughs> Just want to give wasn't even team me. Tally a hug. I yeah. know, but like, I'm like, but you know, can I, can I do this job? I was like, but I can control, or I thought I could control. Yeah, like my fitness levels, my kind of diet, and then also what that made my body look like, mm-hmm. and that felt like my way of like having control in a very uncontrollable world. Yeah, and I don't know if that was your experience with the people around you's experience as well, whether you saw people kind of leaning on certain things to help them get through that time. I do remember comments on people's mm-hmm. appearance and stuff. I, I remember sp- specific cases. I don't remember it being a 
real like vibrant energy or or thing that was like drilled into us mm. I, I kind of just remember us more running around studios dancing however <laughs> I do think that the like being a, a male a boy dancer at the time would have been a totally different experience for some of my female friends and I'm sure that there was comments or you know pulls aside or whatever that I would have missed or just I've mm. got over my head what you're saying really resonates with me for my time after college um, I think I think at, at college, I just had this like optimistic thing of like, literally, we're all going to be dancing for Lady Gaga. There's no alternative. Like, yeah. this is all, this is going to be fine. And then from the, as soon as we started auditioning and it became, became quite real that some people were going to get these jobs that were dream jobs and some people weren't mm. and some people weren't even going to get the chance to audition for them and all this kind of stuff. I definitely remember being um, post-college the only thing I can control is how I how well I look when I get in the room. And I remember there being like a bodyguard audition or something and all the boys had been told to take their tops off. So I had this thing I um, and I'd never been like looking back. I was just like a kid like I, with a child body. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, you know, like, but I'd been quite bigger when I was like maybe 11 to like 14. I'd been a bit bigger. So in my head, I thought that I'm fat and unappealing. So then when I got um, to dance college, I remember being like, again, just so normal. Um, but I guess I always had that mentality of when I had been younger, mm-hmm. kind of circling around. Yeah. And then I went on a ship and I um, had the best time on the ship, but I remember having this feeling of like, don't come back off this ship fat. Like, don't come back off this ship fat, come back off this ship transformed this is this is your time this is my time to like rebrand really get in shape yeah uh, quotation marks yeah and i remember like from the even the install of the ship we'd like um rehearse all day so you in in an install you're rehearsing your shows during the day and then you're like teching them at, at night and then you might open gradually as you're on the ship you open your shows we had like 11 shows so install was quite long and straight away, I was just um, like, no carbs, absolutely none, absolutely no carbs, absolutely no sugar, none of that, no fruit, like, <sighs> so stupid. Um, and then I was going to the gym, bet- like between um, rehearsals. When so you're like, like so flat out dancing. So like lunchtime, if we had an hour, mm. I would eat for 10 minutes, go and do a 20 minute run and then like shower and go back to rehearsals, which is like, oh. Made sense to 21-year-old Chris. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I remember going, we'd been rehearsing. We'd do a tech run of the show. We'd have like two hours, you know, maybe to have dinner, like chill. And then we'd go and do two more, sh- actually actually open the shows for passengers. And I'd go and do it. And I'd build up that run in between. So it, my fitness was like, you know, a 10-minute run was what I could really do. And then like I was building up this mid-rehearsal mid-show run on the treadmill. Um, So then it got to the point, like maybe six months into the contract. um, I will say I was eating maybe like three plates of food at every meal. Like I was definitely fueling the body. um, And like, it was all kinds of protein, all kinds of, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, all kinds of like veg and whatever. Um, But my like normal workout would be a 10K on the treadmill, like an hour, an hour 15 of weights and then another 10K. So I used to 
in my like a 10k sandwich yeah and i used to i used to think like imagine you're running to the gym and it's 10 and it's 10 kilometers away (laughs) where do you think you like got that from like the idea to do that because um on that particular contract we had lots of sea days and let's just loads of time I just, I, it just built up like, and I was like, oh, now I can do a 10K every day. And then it was like, oh, now I can do my 10K and my weights. And now I can do, and, and maybe why, why don't I try doing another 10K afterwards? Like I don't, I'm on, I'm at sea. So there's like, you can't, and at the time it was like 10 years ago, I think phone, like phones are so much better now. And like the Wi-Fi on the ship is so much better now. So you can be on what, I mean, also we're all addicted to our phones even more than we were 10 years ago, but you didn't, I didn't have anything to do. And it was such this fervent, like, do not come back off this ship that you can't. And I remember mm. putting like a picture up um, in um, like swimwear. And I, you know, obviously looked different to how I'd looked previously. And obviously the comments were so affirming. So then by the time that was maybe like five months in, I had three months after the contract. I remember being like, well, you've set a precedent now. You can't come back looking different to this Facebook mm. photo. And I kind of don't look back on that time as it as being, I, I was like, just using my time to exercise. I was eating loads. So I, it didn't really feel- Too restrictive. Too restrictive. Or, Except the no carbs bit. Yeah. Oh my God. The way I used to be like, mm. so no carbs, mm. which, but, and, 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 and I'd be to one of the singers who's um, a bit older and he was, you know, a, a gym, gym guy. And I just asked him all the time. I was like, what should I be doing to like lose this last bit? What should I be doing? And he was like, Chris, you are doing like, you're doing great. And I remember being like, oh, I just don't want to, you know, I, I really want to like get that last little bit of like mm. skin off my, off it's my stomach. It's literally skin at that point. Like, oh, please. Um, but yeah, but no, it wasn't very restrictive, but it was just, it. I mean, it was in excess, I guess. But then I didn't have anything else to do. Like uh, there was nothing to do. I mean, I could have, I mean, I read a book. I did read quite a lot as well. But then I was doing, sorry, two shows. Like I do all that and then do two shows. Yeah. Where you're dancing the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, do you know what? It's mad because I so resonate because for me, like things really were escalating as I was like, you know, between 20 and 25 for me. And I think, you know, I always come back to your brain is not fully developed until you're 25. Like yeah. our rational part of our brain that kind of can think a bit more critically and could be more aware that maybe running two 10Ks, doing a full on workout, not eating carbs and doing two shows in one day might not be the healthiest mindset to have around yeah. movement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when you're 21, what? I know, but when you're 21 and like for me, like when I was in the thick of everything especially at drama school I was like I'm just going to be the best performer I could be I'm going to be the fittest one here mm. people might make comments you're just jealous like yeah. I look great and this is how I'm going to survive this industry mm-hmm. and you know I have to say I was probably one of the most disordered people in my college and to th- my fellow students I apologize in some ways but at the same time like others were engaging in probably in other things that really normalized what I was doing. Right. So it kind of felt like, you know, and there was praise from teachers and praise from people around you and post something on social media, mm-hmm. everyone's hyping you up. And so it just, you kind of just like keep going with it because, you know, well, th- this, this is, is the thing. And, yeah, yeah. you know, why not? Until it becomes really unsustainable. Was there a point for you post that ship contract or later on maybe even a couple of years later where you were like hang on a second yeah this is too much too much this is all too much and like i i need to give my body rest 
Um, so it became so, and I really enjoyed my ship contracts. Some people don't have a good, a good time, but I remember both my cruise contracts. My just vibration was so high. Like I slept so well. You have all this time to go to the gym. For, and obviously I, mm. I achieved this body by working out for like three and a half hours a day. And then also having no money where you know, you're not paying rent or you're not buying your food. You're also doing your dream job mm-hmm. and you're like in the sun all day. So like, there's like this, it's like this elate. I remember just being at this like high vibration state for such a long time. And then you come back into London, you aren't getting auditions. You're, um, you know, you're, you're comparing yourself to so many other people. You know, you're not, you are paying your rent, you are pay- paying your food. And I remember like, how, why can't I up, uphold this this body and this this fitness yes. level that I that I am capable of? So that's when I feel my mindset got quite disordered. I would say I remember having the worst self talk ever and thinking like, you know, why can't you do your two ten k's today? And you'd be like, oh, because I'm doing like a front of house 20K, shift. That's a half marathon. Yeah, um, and and I like you know was working at a bar last night. I'm doing a shift yeah. today. Like like and I don't have like four plates of food to fuel this, t- you know, 20K. And it's so funny actually being here. I used to work at a theater and I used to walk to Hoban and get um, the, tr- the train home from Hoban. And I used to stop in the Sainsbury's by on that corner. Yeah, I know the one. And I used to go and look at the ice cream, but not allow myself to have any of it. But I used to go and like observe it and like look at it and then think, so like another soon you can have this but like not now and mm. i just think that's like so sad for like little 20 like 22 year old me who just used to go and like look at a tub of ben and jerry's and then that was all i was allowed because yeah. i like hadn't done my 20k yeah. that day but you know what though it's like like you said when you initially and this is definitely my experience as well when you first you discover maybe changing your diet you discover working out and for me I was a student so I had a lot of time Mm -hmm. and you know it was my priority to go and do this thing like every day and I could make all my meals and everything and even just after being a student I was like wait a second I don't have the time or resources to do what I was doing before I'm not having classes as well and my body was starting to change and Obviously, so at first it's like, great, this is easy. Like I've got this, you know, I can put this time and energy into this mm-hmm. and like my body's changed. And then your body naturally, like everyone's body that goes, well, this is really unrealistic for me to even try and maintain because you do not have this much time, energy, like life happens. Yeah. And, you know, your body needs a bit more fat on you to like live life to its fullest. Yeah. But the denial of that and the kind of resistance to that yeah. was so great. And actually it was after college for me and like going into, even when I started working in the fitness industry of like, I, I don't have enough time to work out like I did before. Like mm-hmm. I have to train other people. I don't have time to train myself. And yeah, yeah. you know, you, yeah, it's it's a funny one, isn't it? How it, it, at, at first it feels like great. And then it starts to become this thing where it does really start to dictate your day, your schedule, how you think about food, you know, all these little things. And, you know, I have so much compassion for you and me because early 20s is such a peak time for anyone to go through, you know, such a transitional time in your life as you kind of really go into adulthood that you're so vulnerable to, you know, 
engaging with food and exercise in that way because it feels not that bad. Like it's, you know, it's quite normal. Lots of people do cut out this or cut out that or whatever. And yet, you know, it doesn't have to be like that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's hard. And that's why I always just feel so like protective of other people at that kind of stage of their life. I'm like, please don't make the same mistakes I did. Just enjoy yourself and be be kind to yourself. Yeah. Because maybe when I was between 22 and like 25, I remember going on holiday with my parents and I was like trying to be like, you know, restrictive and uh, in the first three days. And then I like just like let it go for the last four, but like let go to this like, extreme and I remember my parents just obviously you know they, they never said anything about what I ate but they were just like oh wow like you really you really because I think I'd been at home being like no mum no carbs no 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 I don't eat that no I don't eat that and I think they were like oh okay um we are eating mm-hmm. <laughs> all, like loads of all this like food now so it was just like this real confusing time of, of just being so hard on yourself but then so restricted and then not enjoying being able to enjoy like anything because yes. everything was just so revolved. revolved around 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 um around this oh my god so much coffee and so much green tea like like green so tea. much I, I green can't, tea i can't look at it <laughs> just like just like i'll have three green teas please like yeah. after dinner like to yeah. make sure it all gets metabolized did you think you did you read that on a pinterest quote did you save that pinterest thing as well because for that me one. it was a pinterest one it was like if you drink x amount of Clubs of green tea a day, mm-hmm. you will boost your metabolism by blah 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 blah. Yeah, and I'm I'm convinced it's bullshit, but like it was like oh, I have to drink green tea. Yeah, um, yeah. I took food scales on holiday with my family. Really, I was a way out my food person. Okay, yeah. So it's you're really fun to be around. Yeah, exactly. when you're in it must time. be like so awful. Just like great to go on holiday with. Yeah, yeah. When I first went on holiday with my in-laws, soon to be in-laws. I was like eating food out of Tupperware and like preparing all my own food mm-hmm. separate from their their food that they prepared. Okay. Um, because I was like, I'm gluten free and this needs to be in my mind. I was just like fish and chips from the chip shop. I can't do that. That yeah, was yeah. scary for me, so I couldn't do it. No. And it's just yeah, it's it's mad the growth because I go on holiday with them. We do the same holiday every year. I go on holiday with them every year. Nice. We'll go on holiday this summer. And I've noticed, and I wonder if you've had this as well, the more chilled out you can be on holiday and the more relaxed just goes to show the progress in my relationship with food, especially. I'm like, oh, I really am just fully leaning into going with the flow, not Mm -hmm. needing to be in control, like just like letting, you know, eating whatever food I'm offered rather than me being like, are there vegetables with this? And, you know, Oh, it's such a nicer place to be in. My God. Yeah, so much nicer, so much um, more relaxed and being able to enjoy stuff. Um, You know, events and just everything can be so much more enjoyable. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I um, have been vegan for um, mm. about 
three or four years now with a little bit of flexibility in the last few months I have to say um, but the, on the whole that was really good for me because it just meant it, it kind of really leveled out my um, panic of carbs of carbs but and 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 just sort of like well this is what we're not eating we're not, not going to eat you know these few things because of certain reasons but you can have all of this and you can have like as much or as little of of this as you want and that was that I feel really sort of um calmed my equilibrium like the sort of like mm, um, you find off balance, balance and stuff yeah, yeah. um and I, you could have I found it a lot easier to like indulge in sweet or indulge in carbia or indulge in like anything because it was like almost like well you can have this whole array of stuff on this side of the spectrum mm, mm. which is good it's been interesting though because uh, I was thinking about oh what can I talk about oh I wonder what we're going to talk about but um and I kind of I'm going through almost like a third check shift as yeah, it were okay interesting. because I started to be able to literally enjoy well just whatever I wanted to eat but then because I was working in fitness all the time I was just very active and you know would teach class 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 be able to jump into the next one all that kind of way because you were teaching spin classes you're teaching so you're doing a lot of them yes um and then especially i used to teach bar classes and you can really like rack up teaching a lot of them Mm. and um and then you could just jump into one really quick so that and that's i think that's such an amazing form of exercise of just all over bodies like sort of you know strength and like balance and stuff and it was just really good to like knock those out um you know whenever I could kind of thing and then because my career is no longer as um active and I'm just not running you know just walking studio to studio or doing this to this I feel like my body is just changing sort of into a third little phase Mm. and it's a lot but it and it's a lot more like priority kind of has changed and just what time I have to dedicate to a class or working out or whatever but that's a bit of a shift of like no maybe for the next few like and I, I was like oh no but I used to be able to do all this and it's like well no because like your job was studio studio you were there like that was where that was your world whereas now it's my focus is you know into I'm creating content and I'm doing stand-up gigs you know late at night so, you know, as a, I can't wake up at seven and go do the eight o'clock class because you got in at half midnight from a gig. So it's been a bit of an interesting mindset change again, like kind of coming off like ships and stuff when I have all this time. And then I had, okay, I have this time. And now I'm like, okay, you have this actual small amount of time and that's okay. Um, but it's like an interesting conversation to have with like my like cruise ship self yes. and my yes. empty college self. And my like now, like my 11 year old self who was like, felt bad about being, I mean, but also how fat can 11 year old be? Not even that. But But you know what? (laughs) We all do everything often because of that younger version of ourself. Like, I think so much of it comes back to that, doesn't it? Because I always felt like I wasn't even a bigger kid, No, but just my body dysmorphia made me believe that I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it is funny, isn't it? Um, I kind of went through that similar process. I almost feel like, just before kind of COVID, but going into COVID, especially because I just like stopped teaching Mm -hmm. and just stopped walking here, there and everywhere, stopped training people. I was just 
always on the move. Yeah. And, you know, I've been a lot more sedentary in the last few years mm -hmm. than I've been in the last over 10 years. Right. So it's like, it, ha it I, t I so know the adjustment. Yeah. And but then you're, what you're doing for your career, you're yeah, here like and you're doing all this. Yeah is oh, where no, you need to great. be where you want to be priorities change and what is important to me um is is a lot of this work and it you know just the nature of my job is when i'm at home a lot more i'm doing a lot more in that way yeah and i love it and i think you're right it is especially when you've been and very active i think it's really important to tell ourselves and I don't know if this is helpful for you and um, hopefully helpful for people listening of like, I like to just think of everything as a season mm. and just this season of your life, your career, because we've already known you've lived like 10 careers yeah. to this point. So this season well, of your career, so this season of your career, like, you know, working out and being at your like peak fitness levels is not the priority. Yeah. And that's okay. It's not to say that that might happen again. Right. It might not. You might just say, remember that time in my 20s when I was like super, super, you know, my fitness levels were so high. Mm -hmm. And like, okay, that that is what it was. And I think for me to, to make peace with that and, and kind of encourage people to go like, you have to really zoom out and think like really big picture and just go okay so this year these next few years where I'm really building this career and I'm putting this time and energy into comedy say like this is actually a very small chapter of my life in the grand scheme of all the many chapters that will exist yeah and this is a chapter and there's going to be a hundred more to go so like you know you want to fully invest in and succeed at what you're doing and like if your body changes and it fluctuates or whatever, like that's okay. That's yeah. where your body needs to be at this point while you do the other thing, you know? Totally. And like, can you imagine the alternate, the alternative is, you know, not taking gigs or not, yeah. not spending time writing a show because I've got to go and do, you know, a class, you know, a class, whatever. Like now mm. it's, it's such a funny, it's such like a alien concept to me, but like 24 to lockdown, the, the gym or whatever class I was going to do would not get taken out of the day. Like mm. anything else would get deleted from the day, mm -hmm. but that, um, for that such the longest time. And now that's the first thing that has to, you know, if I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll try and go to the gym tomorrow, but like, oh, I don't have time. Yeah. And that, that, that's the, that's the first thing to get deleted, which is such a strange conversation to have with yourself. I'm, and I have to like be like, you don't have time to go. Yeah. And I'm like, no, but I do. And I like, also, I like, my mind is like, you know, in a video or it's in a yeah. joke or whatever. Like, so I would go to the gym and just like, not, not do be anything. Present, yeah, you're like, just like, I'd just, just be there and then like leave. Yeah. But it's like, just a very, yeah, as you say, a new season to be going into and not making myself feel guilty, mm. not being like, well, then you can't like have yeah. dinner tonight yeah. then, or you know, or whatever. Yeah, it's like, it's I like, need- No, I still need dinner. You just really didn't need yeah. to go to that. And your brain <laughs> needs the energy to like think of all the stuff. Yeah. And I always tell, I always say, kind of say to myself like, what would I have done? What could I, who could I be? And what would I have done if I had given myself more time and energy to be creative? Cause mm. I think a lot of, um, like, I don't know, I just, because I, I spent so much time in the gym and thinking about what I was going to eat and da, 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 like just so much headspace and time and energy. I'm like, I 
could have read all these books. I could have been up yeah. to date on this political issue. I could have been, you know, I maybe I could have written a show and I, you know, I could have done yeah, it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, like sometimes I feel sad. Like there's all this, I, did I waste all that time? I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I learned a lot from it. It's led me down the path I am now, but yeah. I also wonder what could have been. I don't know. It's a part of like a, a grief of a career I never actually got to have. Mm-hmm. And a part of a sadness of like the time and energy I put into that thing. And then a a part of gratitude of like, well, I'm here now. And I'm sure the same for you. Like it's kind of all roads have got you to this point in some ways. Definitely. I feel um, very content and very aligned with where I am now. Mm. And whatever, wherever it's heading heading is great. And I'm I'm Mm. here for it. And I'm so grateful. Um, But yeah, there's obviously, you know, that the the dream was the teenage dream or, you know, even the, 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 seven-year-old dream was to you know mm. be a dancer and dance and not that i didn't dance i had some great we some need great you, you need to do moments. more routines i know you always pop up. every time you do it i'm like yes you always pop up being like yes you're dancing <laughs> yeah i love seeing you dance like it's so good oh, you're very good thank you and I, I, it is so fun like i obviously like i love it it's the best because for me it's like the same with my singing like i never sing ever publicly but it's like my favorite thing in the world yeah and i it's just one thing i'm like i wish i got to do that to do that more and mm. it's it's hard to find a thing for it but like you can record videos and <laughs> put them on tiktok and i want to see them yes okay. like i want to see more videos we'll do it was comedy always on the cards for you or or was this a thing that you've kind of fallen into so i would say that being funny or um trying to make people laugh was um not to get sort of like very sort of deep but i feel like dancing dancing is what deep. i like did and what yeah. i love to do and what I wanted to do, whereas I think making people laugh and like comedy was like more who just who I am. Mm. Um, and, and it was how I navigated social situations. It's how I like survived school because I'd just try and make, you know, people laugh, especially um, realizing I, I wasn't like most other boys. And I mm. went to like quite a, I went to a boys school and everyone was very like sporty and like, and I, but like, let me just make the rugby boys laugh and then I can like run away and then yeah, that yeah. will survive. I used to be like, as soon as I just make someone laugh, I'll be in and I'll relax and they'll think that that they'll like me as well because I'll be like, Chris is funny. And I remember being at musical theatre college and um, a musical theatre teacher being like, you've got such good comic timing. And I used to get like funny roles in musicals, like, you know, the third year musical, second year musical, I'd get the funny role. And then I remember like in my mid 20s, like maybe 25, 26, I was like, I would love to make content. I would love to, I would love to have a podcast or I'd love to. And I was like, oh, I'd love to do. St-. I started watching more stand up and I was like, I would love to have, to have done this. But I always felt I'm so down this one road now. I can't turn back and like start another kind of career. Yeah. Because performing is so all in. You really have to be all into it and yeah. lean really hard into it if you're going to really make any headway in the industry. Totally. And then, yeah, I remember thinking maybe 28, like just before kind of lockdown, I was like, oh, I'd love to have maybe, um, you know, I was watching like, more, you know, the more kind of sitcoms that I was really relating to were coming out. And I was like, oh, I feel I could do that or I could come up with one of these or maybe I could start. I mean, a couple of friends used to talk about, you know, should we make a video for YouTube? Should we do this? But again, it was almost like, just before COVID, I kind of um, had a really career high choreography wise, did some choreography on television. And I was like, uh, it was like Christmas 2019. And I was like, okay, we're, we've, we're like riding this wave, it. we've crested it, crested this wave. And so I just thought, you know, you're kind of this far along choreography, like you can't suddenly turn around and try to do 
open mics that's just ridiculous and try and do stand-up and then obviously we know what happened everything just disappeared and the momentum I thought I had yeah, yeah, or yeah. that momentum that I was like you can't stop this train um very much did stop that's when I kind of thought I'm gonna I really put loads of effort in the first lockdown into choreography I was like putting loads of dancing on online but it never felt it always kind of felt like I was maybe kind of really reaching for something or clawing at something and um just not quite getting it not quite sliding into place and then when lockdown 2021 happened and I literally had we literally had nothing you know left again and I'd started to put a couple of videos out before this is something I've wanted to do and thought I could do for about five or six years and if you literally don't do it now there's no other time you can do this like if if no one thinks it's funny everyone's in their house you're not going to see anyone for, for a really long time you can hide you under your blanket yeah you have to the it's blanket <laughs> was born and um yeah that new year I remember being like I'm just going to give 2021 I'm going to give it a year so can we talk about your the, the, this is the first kind of series of content I found was millennial at home yeah. explaining wellness trends yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. their mum. Yeah. Um, can you talk us through the trend? Because I actually think it's quite apt to this podcast. It's hilarious. <laughs> I loved it because my friends are very woo and I am not woo. Okay. And okay. I I love that woo is the word. The word. Yeah, Everyone woo, knows what I mean. Woo, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I kind of loved that you were laughing at all the things that they were doing but i also think you probably do some of those things yourself yeah so i was like i really loved the just i kind of irony of it all yeah, talk yeah. to us about the series the inspiration behind it um, um yeah and see, <laughs> how yeah. it escalated i think well i think i was going through it yeah um, <laughs> God. at the time i was <laughs> really going through it yeah. um and i was trying like you know my friend had got me got me a crystal and i um my friend's a pranic healer and i was having pranic healing sessions on zoom and um uh, i hadn't started therapy then but i was like going to and i just i really wanted <laughs> yeah. to really i was like this in this my... time i was journaling so much in that lockdown i was like in this time i want to do everything i can to mm -hmm. like put myself back together and so i was partaking and learning as it was kind of going on. What was really nice is that like the uh, non-spiritual community at the time were like, this is really funny, but it feels quite lighthearted. Mm. Um, and then the spiritual community were like, we love the videos because it, we're not, the, the, it's not- No one's being made fun there's of. There's not really a butt of the joke. It, it's just, I'm the butt of the joke yeah. and I'm very happy to be the butt of the joke. Um, yeah, and, it's, and the it's, butt of the joke is the, is the way is you're the trying, trying to, to communicate. communicate. With the mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, because I was at I was at, at my parents' house for summer of lockdown, and um, I had a past healing regression session. <laughs> so it's not funny. No, I'm it just picturing funny. it happening in no, your no, parents' house. Said, no, and I said, "Mum, you cannot come in because my mum, <laughs> my mum is, she is, she knows the exact time. Like if yeah. you're changing, if like you know, you're just not together in the morning yet. If you're like on the phone to someone, if you're on a Zoom, she's she times it perfectly. Of dum dum dum, Christopher." <laughs> dum, 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 like if you're at home and we would i'd gone back to that's she, she won't appreciate that impression at all um <laughs> but um she um and i'd moved back in and we were trying it with me and my older sister my mum and dad and we were trying to like re-jigsaw this these like four adults like now under one roof again for a little bit and i was like you cannot come upstairs and knock on the door mum she's like why i was like i'm having a past life regression and she was like <laughs> what 
is that? <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm logging on to a, a Zoom with a spiritual guide um, in Australia and he's going to coach me through a past life regression because I remember saying, like, because maybe like my past self can like, I can help figure out like my figure my this out. Yeah, can help, can help me. And, and she said, and she said, "Am I going to be there?" And I was like, "I don't know, Mom. I don't know. I don't know." But what? But what I do know is that you cannot come and bang on the door, and like, you can't walk in. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. So there's a lot of like, <laughs> "Am I going to be in your pub?" Yeah, she's you, like, "Am I going to be there?" I'm just picturing like Victorian boys. I don't know why. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so no, that so that was so I was very much living that life that I was like putting out. Uh, with obviously, you know, some comedic uh, exaggerations on, on some way. I find it so funny. And, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm coming out of lockdown, people were like, oh my God, that was me. And that was me and my mum. Mm-hmm. And that was me and my partner or, you know. And um, there was like, there's such a, like a nice group of like followers that are like, I've been here since lockdown. And I'm like, we did it. That's we did me. That. That's but then, me. But then it got me through. Like I literally... I was, as I said, was really going, I mean, everyone was going through it, um, but I was really sad. And my like purpose for the day was to come up with a, you know, a TikTok and a joke and figure something else out. So everyone was like, you got me through lockdown. I was like, you got me through you lockdown. Me <laughs> you got me through. Um, so no, and I'm really trying to bring that character now into, you know, the world now. Because I feel he was, he was very specific to lockdown. Mm. Um but I'm trying to figure out a way to. Um, uh, he's he's been like knocking on my uh, my mind's wall recently to like. Can like we? Try how is and, how is he in 2023? We, yeah, how is he doing? Like in in um in day to day life when he's allowed out. But yeah. And I know you you're you're taking your show to the fringe, your stand up yes. show. It's called Self Helpless. Yeah. Love the name. Thank you. Love Thanks. the name. So I'm presuming some of this is going to be exactly. in there. We're going to yeah, talk yeah. about past life regressions. Yeah, surely. it's all about, it's it's kind of all linked to like, kind of make poking fun at just being a millennial and yeah. like everything we Throwing do. Throwing all the shit at the wall and, and literally, what's stuck. Let me try, let me try every form of, every self-help book, every wellness thing. Let me like not look at my phone all day. Let yeah. me actually look at my phone all day because it's, there's Dopamine. life coaches coach on there. Yeah. Let me go to the gym five times a week and then actually never go again and let me try these crystals let me try this candle and yeah. see what see what actually helps um and all being a bit helpless in the uh, in the meantime but it all being all right in the end i love this and is there anything that has genuinely like stuck for you that you're like actually i threw a lot of shit against the wall and a few things did actually work out i did start going to therapy which is something that i wanted to start doing um for quite a long time um, it had a little, we love therapy we love therapy we had a little break we had about a five month break and then i've actually just recently gone back and i think you know if you have the means to it is a really really valuable tool and a lot of people always say um i don't need it yet or but you you preach on this going Bef- at a non-danger zone, if you can, it's prevention. Is so 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 beneficial, and I think the, a lot of people I surround myself with are all very good. I'm fine, finers, and um, or I don't need to talk about that, or I don't need to like really address mm. that. And I think as soon as you unzip the first, or you unlock the first, like you know layer, layer, there will be a lot of stuff under there to. To, fig- to you know figure out or talk about if you have the time and the means to is really um beneficial i'm a huge advocate so many people wait until they're at 
a breaking point or yeah. they're at. But actually, I think therapy is so important throughout your life. Like, you know, I don't consider therapy just something I'll, I'm, I've done once off. I, it's something I want to keep coming back to yeah. throughout my life because there's always stuff to A, work through and B, learn about yourself. For me, totally. it's a self-awareness angle of like, why am I reacting to this way to these things? Yeah. Why does this make me feel particularly shit? Why am I really sad about that? Or, yeah. You know, and just being curious. I think it's so important to have that space where it's like judgment-free zone. I get to completely vent and share and open in a way that my I could to my loved ones, but they would have a reaction off of it. Yeah. And like, you don't have to manage anyone's reactions. You can get to truly just be, I think. Totally. If you find a really good therapist, then it's that. It's that. Yeah, that you feel comfortable with. I think that's, you nailed it by saying, just being curious about who you are mm. and curious about really what's going on inside you mm. and, and being open to being vulnerable and being open to being maybe not that thrilled with yourself at times, mm. but then thinking why and, and yeah. being like yeah rather than oh how can we do that better next time and totally yeah i think that's good i being like why did i work do those two 10k runs a day yeah, like, like what was that about yeah we, were we okay um yeah and not going at a crisis point i went i went straight after a breakup mm-hmm. and i cried about that man for an hour for like i probably fought through three months in therapy um which obviously was a great Helpful. Out, out, a great out, um, outpouring of emotion. But then like, I went, I remember went in, I went in one week and I was like, okay, I think I'm good with the breakup stuff. And then. She's like, fine, we like, can okay, actually do some work. We can actually like <laughs> talk about something else. That's been a lot. So it's very good to go when you're not, when something really bad has, has happened. But obviously, you know, if you can. Um, I do love journaling. I It's really hard to do it. I think, you know, like when there's loads of distractions to do. Um, you know, I journaled a lot in lockdown when, Life Literally was a bit quieter. Nothing else to do. Um, but I think really helps if you're having a thought storm or you're having like, you know, if you, you feel a bit anxious about something, you're not quite sure how you feel about something or if you've got a scary conversation to have or a bit of a confrontation, I feel getting it down off paper. Getting it on paper, whatever's on your mind, makes it a real thing. Yeah. As opposed to it being this abstract, invisible mm-hmm. thing. And if it's a real thing, it's a it's a notes on your phone or it's a you know a page in a book you can do you can actually do something with this real thing you can give it to the person that needs to hear it or you can rip it up or you can burn it do it again you know (laughs) and i think it's really helpful to make it make something Mm. you know abstract making making it real i have to ask you what has been your most recent train happy moment chris oh my most recent train happy moment i think um i do get a little buzz if I do a TikTok dance. Yeah. Um, because that is just... Is that like your favourite... Is dancing like your primary favourite form of movement, would you say? Um, I, I, I probably, but I do... There are some forms of exercise that I do really love as well. And I love how they make my body feel. I, I love learning a technique and then getting better at, getting better mm. at it. So like I started um, boxing with a, with a friend... And that's like a, a whole new skill. Yeah. Uh, just like, you know, a whole new way of moving my body. Not that good. Um, it's not something I'm a super Instructor good at. I'm, a not, well. I'm not about to instruct it ever. Yes. Um, it's totally new and it's really quite humbling in that sense. But then it's 
you know, really, really fun and it's something so different. Um, so that's really nice, I would say. But I, I guess if I guess being able to dance without having any, there's no future like life to this dancing moment. Yeah, there's we're like not no to make consequence any money. to it. It's no. just being in the moment. Yeah. Lady Gaga's come on, Britney's come we're on. We're doing it. So actually me, me and my, um, one of my best friends from college, Jake, um, who's literally a superstar, he's on telly every week dancing. But we just had like, he was like, I want to come around, I want to do a TikTok dance. I was like, okay, babe. So we just got in my living room and just did three like together. And for like a moment, you know, it was just like, he was when we met. He was sixteen. I was eighteen. It was just like, oh, we just used to do this at college. We used yeah. to go around people's each other's houses. We used to we used to learn, you know, Lady Music Gaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a really nice moment. We were just like, and it was just like, okay, bye. Like, the, and there was no, there was nothing further. It yeah, was just yeah, yeah, yeah. make these videos in our living Fun. room. Yeah, that was really nice. You should um go to, and it's not like the same kind of flat out dancing but it's the kind of dancing where like if you're alone in your kitchen and then you probably probably do like really good choreographed dancing <laughs> but like it's choreographed enough but it's just really fun and easy yeah there's a class at frame in london oh nice and it, i think it's called their dance cardio class uh-huh. I've never had more fun in my life oh really it was oh, the best good. one ever i have to show you a video after we stopped recording yeah yeah because it was actually the guy who taught it was the best energy ever nice so it was like sort of choreographed but like he essentially it was like he'd choreographed himself as if he was like dancing in a club and like you were just copying his moves yeah yeah, and it was a little routine um i feel like you would love that just for the vibe just yeah you just want to like you just want to get your heart rate up and just vibe yeah i feel like you'd love and just move to music yeah chris where can people find you watch your videos see you on tour see you live you're gonna be at edinburgh fringe for a whole month yes if you find yourself in edinburgh in august i would love you to come and see self helpless um 8 40 at night so perfect time you can have dinner Mm -hmm. have two or three drinks but maybe not too many if it was a bit later um yeah so that's there if you won't be in edinburgh um i've got a few previews in london hopefully elsewhere and maybe there'll be life for the show after. Um, and you can find all the info on my Instagram probably, which is Christopher Hall uh, with an X instead of I of the I. So if you just type in C-H-R-X. And that's the same on TikTok as well, right? Yes. Go check Chris out. You've seen his videos anyway, because <laughs> there's literally cats and sing it, backing singers and everything. You've all seen the millennial blanket. You've yeah. seen the red blanket. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're gonna just love it. And I just... Wish you all the best. I want to come try a show. I want to do that if you've got London shows. Yeah, yeah. Don't know if I'll make Edinburgh, but... No, no, no. Come I'd love to do London London one. Yeah, yeah. And congrats to you. This setup is amazing and you're doing it. Thank you. So nice to see you. Um, We'll have you back when you're like taking over the world. (laughs) Even more. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. But that is it for this week's episode of the Train Happy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you took something away from this episode. And if you did, please do let us know on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Train Happy Podcast. And we do want to hear from you. We want your questions. We want to hear your train happy moments. And we'd love to feature you as Train Happy Trooper of the Week. So remember, you can get in touch with us via our WhatsApp. It is 07599927537. And whatever podcast platform you're choosing to listen to us on, please rate and review. It really helps 
the show and it really helps spread the train a happy message and that is it for this week i'll be back with a brand new episode for you next monday see you then spring is that you warmer temps mean new allbird styles meet the super light collection the lightest ever shoes from allbirds now in fresh colors these must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.